You're tuned in to the thinking out loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you, featuring author, speaker, and minister. Michael Nimmons. The Thinking Out Loud Radio Show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Hello and welcome to a brand new edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker and minister, Michael Nimmons. You're tuned in to the show. It's giving voice to issues that matter to you. want to wish everybody a happy Tuesday. And thank you so much for tuning in to yet another brand new edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And if you are a new listener, we really and truly appreciate you for taking some time out of your day to spend it right here with us on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Guys, we've got a great show in store for you on today. We have my good friend, uh, best-selling author Sylvia Hubbard with us, and she's going to be sharing with us some insights and secrets into her success as a best-selling author, writing for over 20 years and writing over 50 books. That's right, guys. So I can't wait to share this awesome interview with each and every one of you in just a little bit. But before we do that, I want to talk a little bit about a few things. Of course, uh, the Derek Chauvin trial is just wrapped up. There were closing arguments that were given by both the prosecutor and the defense uh, on today. Watching a little bit of that uh, on CNN and taking all of that in, of course, like many of you, wanting to make sure that justice is served in this particular case. The Derek Chauvin um, is found guilty and serves um, a considerable amount of time in prison. Uh, There are skeptics out there who are saying that he might not get that many years behind bars uh, at the maximum, probably 10 years. But nevertheless, I'm just, um, uh, you know, hoping that um, justice will prevail in this particular case. I heard someone say in talking about this case, I believe it was the mayor of uh, St. Paul, Minnesota, who said that criminal justice is on trial, uh, which I completely agree with. Our criminal justice system is on trial today and throughout this case 
because uh, we're waiting to to see if the criminal justice system is going to uh, side with uh, the black and brown people who have been disenfranchised and who have been brutalized and uh, and killed and murdered by the buying at the hands of the police and so that's what we are waiting for we're really waiting to see what will happen and I, my uh, thoughts and prayers go out to the people of Minneapolis Minnesota of course to the George Floyd family and even to the Dante Wright family young man who was just recently uh, killed by a cop claiming to have reached for her taser only to have uh, reached for her gun and with one fatal shot took this young man's life and so this is where we are and uh, we're watching and waiting with bated breath to see what will happen in this particular case for what I understand uh, cities major cities around the country are preparing for um, the, the 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 verdict to be handed down protest protesters have taken the streets in Minneapolis, Minnesota. The National Guard and other law enforcement officers have been dispatched in though in that city and even other cities around this country because um, people are again waiting uh, for this verdict to come down because it will be a litmus test as to really what this criminal justice system uh, um, is going to yield in this particular case. And so we're watching and we're waiting and uh, hoping that justice will will prevail, of course. One thing that I thought was uh, really apropos that was said by um, the one of the prosecuting attorneys, Jerry Blackwell, uh, who I believe did a, him and uh, Stephen uh, Slicher. Uh, uh, did a phenomenal job in prosecuting this case. Eric Nelson was the defense attorney, but there was something that um, Jerry Blackwell said uh, at, in his rebuttal and his closing remarks uh, at the end of the trial today. Uh, he said that um, all throughout the trial that the defense was saying that uh, or one of the reasons the defense was saying that George Floyd died was because his heart was too big uh, but Jerry Blackwell said the reason the truth of the matter is the reason that George Floyd died was because Derek Chauvin's heart was too small wow think about that think about that think about that he said that Derek Chauvin's heart was too small and all throughout the closing arguments on both sides you saw video of what happened to this this man George Floyd uh, who was a, who was um, uh, thrown to the ground handcuffed and this uh, white officer put his knee on his neck for some nine minutes and I believe some 29 seconds and ended this man's life and his lifeless body just laid there and Derek Chauvin refused to move his knee even after the ambulance had gotten there and it took someone to tap him on the shoulder uh, for him to ultimately remove his knee and to get off of this uh, this man's back and again the lawyer's 
words, I, I believe, say so much about not just what that officer did, but I believe what that officer felt about the entire situation. Not that George Floyd died because his heart was too big, but he died because Jer- because Derek Chauvin's heart was too small. Another thing that came out of the case I wanted to make mention of that many people are talking about on social media is the words of Congresswoman Maxine Waters, who they who some are saying uh, haven't are just trying to incite violence um, in um, uh, in this particular case. Uh, as uh, even before the jury went into deliberation, uh, she made comments um, that uh, some would say inferred uh, violence and saying that uh, we have to be confrontational. But I tweeted out that I don't believe that Congresswoman Maxine Waters was trying to incite violence. Uh, when she made those comments about us being confrontational. But I believe that she was really trying to say that we needed to be more aggressive in our approach and strategy uh, when it comes to marching and protesting and engaging the legislatures uh, to bring about the kind of change and reform that we want to see in this criminal justice system. And so that's what I believe that she meant when she said that. And uh, immediately when I tweeted that out, I got several likes, including a young lady that goes by the name of Jeannie uh, at Jeannie number two shouts out to her. If she is listening, I said that I would be shouting her out during tonight's podcast. Uh, Yes, she said to not be so passive. Yes, to not be so passive. And so that's what I thought uh, she wanted us to be more aggressive in our strategy and our approach and engaging the legislatures, those decision makers that uh, have the power to uh, pass legislation uh, to uh, improve our criminal justice system. There is, uh, We know what it is in need of, uh, uh, sweeping criminal justice reform, and uh, this is what definitely needs to happen uh, in this case and in other cases as well. Again, I just wanted to share my thoughts about that uh, because, you know, what happens to one directly happens to us all indirectly. And I believe we are all and what Dr. King calls an inescapable garment of destiny. And again, what happens to one directly happens to us all Indirectly, And John Don said it best. No man is an island and tire of himself. Every man is a part of the continent, a part of the main. If a man dies, it diminishes me, for I am involved with mankind. So therefore, never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. He went on to say in so many words that I cannot be what I ought to be until you are what you ought to be. And you can't be what you ought to be until I am what I I ought to be. And that is that's what makes us a part of this inescapable garment of destiny that we all are affected and infected by this cancerous and vicious problem of police brutality that needs to be addressed. And um, again, 
Uh, that is what we're going to be talking about as long as we have this platform speaking truth to power and letting you know what our thoughts are about matters like this. Again, we, we are so excited about having this best-selling author, Sylvia Hubbard, with us on the show. We're calling this Writing 101 Masterclass featuring best-selling author Sylvia Hubbard. Shouts out to her and shouts out to the Motown Writers and Michigan Literary Network. Uh, this is an awesome Facebook group of, uh, of new writers, new authors, and even experts that have come together uh, that sharing thoughts and ideas and helping each other grow and expand their brand. And I'm excited to be a part of what they are doing. And you definitely can be a part of it as well. Uh, it's an open Facebook group. We encourage you to join, encourage you to be a part of it. They have a lot of activities. Uh, I believe they meet every second Saturday at 10 a.m. virtually on Facebook. So you can check them out if you are an aspiring author, uh, someone that uh, has a book in them that you need to get out or want to get out, I highly encourage you to go and join this awesome Facebook group and this community of authors and writers. And we're offering our platform to each and every one of them. If they want to come on and be interviewed on this show or they want to promote their books and their brand on the Thinking Out Loud radio show, send us an email at contact at michaelnimmons.com. We'd be more than happy to work with you to promote your product right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And of course, in addition to our interview with this amazing author, we have a dynamic thought of the week entitled A Lesson in Teaching. Guys, I can't wait for you to hear this powerful thought of the week that's going to open up your eyes and your understanding about the lessons in teaching. I can't wait to share this thought with you at the end of tonight's show. Well, guys, we're getting ready to take our first break of the night. When we come back, we're getting right into our interview with this best-selling author, Sylvia Hubbard. You don't want to go anywhere. You're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Hello, my name is Maya Nimmons, and I want you to listen to my dad, Michael Nimmons, on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Every Tuesday at 8 p.m., available everywhere you listen to your podcast. And now, available on the Detroit Praise Network website. You better listen to that little girl, the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Stephanie D. Sanders, award-winning singer, songwriter, author, voiceover artist, and more. Heard on shows like the Tom Joyner Morning Show and the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Book Stephanie D. Sanders, the voice over your podcast or radio intros or commercials. Do yourself a favor and visit stephaniedsanders.com and upgrade your podcast or radio show by booking Stephanie D. Sanders. You'll definitely be glad that you did. Hi, this is Martin Luther King III, and you're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with radio host Michael Nimmons. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you.
Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you were you to believe? Who told you that you were naked? It's a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95, or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. If you believe in social justice, if you believe that black lives matter, if you believe that voting will bring about a change in November, if you believe that Jesus Christ is king, then you need to be listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I'm radio host Michael Nemens, and if all of your answers are yes, then you need to join me Tuesdays at 8 p.m. on the Thinking Out Loud radio show, available everywhere you listen to your podcast, including michaelnemons.com. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. Well, guys, we are back on a phenomenal edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show and Thinking Out Loud TV. We have a very special guest with us on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I can't get, I can't wait to get into this discussion uh, with with her. She is a veteran of not just um, uh, authorship, but she's been on the show a couple times already. So we're very happy to have her back as a guest on what we're calling Writing 101 masterclass and i want to uh, read her bio before we get into uh her our interview with her uh, she's a, an award-winning detroit author and founder of motown authors uh, she's independently published over 50 romance uh, suspense books in over 20 years uh, she's been in the literary business and as an avid blogger, podcaster, social media manager and digital strategist, she's received literary recognition for her literary work. Plus, uh, she's had eight best selling uh, books. It's amazing. And she is a speaker, podcast, literary encouragement, doula and busy uh, mompreneur expert. I want you guys to give a warm thinking out loud radio show. Welcome to good friend of the show. Uh, my good friend, best-selling author and so much more Sylvia Hubbard. Welcome to the thinking out loud radio Thank show. You. Thank you for having me. This is wonderful. I'm, I'm glad to be back. Always. Absolutely. Anytime. Absolutely. <laughs> we got to give you an applause. so so very happy to have 
Sylvia Hubbard with us on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. As I said in her bio, she is an accomplished uh, author and writer, uh, 20 years uh, doing this. How do you feel, uh, you know, doing something that you love for 20 years and actually doing well at it? Old, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, it's it's almost just like being in love. You know, you really don't understand. You do really don't. I really don't see the time passing by until somebody says, "Oh my God, you've been here since 2000," or, you know, you've been doing this since 2000, and then you start thinking, "Oh my God, 20, you know, 2000, 2020, 2021." You know, you're like, "Wow, that path." You know. Those years add up and through those years, I, you, you, I was either earning or learning, you know, I, I don't look at any of the moments that I've had through this journey as a failure. I, I was, I was in a stage of one or the other and, and that's how I take it. You know, yes, I, I didn't do something well, but it was a choice. I got back up and started up again, or it worked. I learned from it and then I kept it going. Wow, that's some good advice right out the gate from <laughs> this best-selling author. Uh, so happy to have her, Sylvia Hubbard, on the show with us. And, uh, you know, we featured you back in the month of February as one of our Black history makers of yes. the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Awesome. Yes, yes. And I, we decided to do that because, you know, I got to thinking about, you know, four years of doing this this show. We've interviewed some very influential uh individuals and mm -hmm. it was one thing to just you know celebrate black history but also it's another thing i think entirely to celebrate the black history makers that have actually been on our show that we've had the opportunity to talk to Aww. and you being one of those absolutely Thank you very much That's yes really awesome. yes so <laughs> so I want to start here because you were on our show um, the first year we got started. You were gracious enough to give us an interview <laughs> back then, uh, being an accomplished art author back then uh, in 2018. So we want to know from you, what have you been doing since then? <sighs> Living, <laughs> breathing. <laughs> I'm just, you know, keeping the cycle going, going with what works, uh, being on track, staying, trying to stay consistent. I mean, even through everything we've gone through. And I guess I have to say that God has taken me through some storms just so I could have my rainbows, but it, what it's done is also prepared me. Those storms have prepared me for like when rough times come or things change all of a sudden in a snap, you know, this is what you can do. So back in 2013, when I had a fire, you know, I had to learn how to snap back you know, and mm. get my income back and learn how to be a writer all over again, you know, and then life changed again, then life changed again. And now we have, we're in this situation, life changes again. So the things I learned back, you know, from those times when there was storming, I was able to bring all that knowledge and just keep it going. Let's snap it back. And, you know, yes, things change in a snap. And then on top of that, I was able to encourage other people and say, Hey guys, things change get back on the horse. Let's find out if you don't have e-commerce, let's get e-commerce. If you're not selling this way, let's sell this way, you know? So I'm glad that I was taken through those storms. So then I can now teach people how to snap back, <laughs> 
I'm not saying I didn't like the storm. <laughs> I danced a couple of times in the rain, but you know, sometimes you're like, come on, Lord. <laughs> I don't even want a rainbow. I just, I just wanted to stop storming. And I know uh -huh. how that's how people feel now. Like you're just exhausted, but just keep it going. You just keep the things that are working going so you can make the income. So I, I'm, I'm feeling pretty blessed. Uh, and very, I don't know if it's humble or just, you know, you know, thankful that I'm able to, you know, be able to adapt in hard times so well that it, and, and then on top of that, it doesn't get me down. Mm. It doesn't get me down. We just gotta, you know, I'm, I'm there encouraging other people and just saying, come on, we can, we can do this. You know, I don't care how long it takes. We can do this. <laughs> Wow. Those because we can, we can, right. we've been through, we, even as our people, we've been through the longest, longest times of suffering, but we still come through. There are, there are silver linings in our clouds, even in the darkest days. And sometimes all we have to be is the one to turn on a light. So. Wow. Guys, we are just being <laughs> blessed uh, with so much wisdom and insight from this very accomplished uh, writer, Sylvia Hubbard. So happy to have her on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And you know, something that you said that really struck me um, when you're talking about storms. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm sure those that are uh, listening and even watching on Thinking Out Loud TV could say that two, 2020 and 2021 has been, you know, one uh, gigantic storm. Tsunami. Uh, it's been a tsunami, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> a tsunami that we're Call all it what still it is. in. Right. <laughs> right. And um and and uh the other the part that that really stands out to me uh is uh you know, even in the midst of the storm, you found a way or find a way to dance in the rain. And uh, and that's and that speaks to our ability to adapt, our adaptability and right. our ability to evolve. And uh, and and what I the question that I'm, I'm, I'm getting to uh, is, you know, that ability to adapt in the midst of all of this, we've had to, we're doing zoom, uh, uh, zoom meetings a lot, or we're using video conferencing software. We're using a lot of different uh, avenues to still get uh, those things done that we need to get done. Right. So share with our listeners, how has uh, this, this, these storms or this tsunami, as I, as, as you uh, so eloquently put it, uh, impacted you and changed you or uh, what you do even to get to where you are today? Well, I've, I've gotten the opportunity to expand upon my podcast. Uh, I have like a story podcast where um, I take either fresh stories or my story. So the stories I've already written, I can uh, send it out on podcasts and have people listen because a lot of people now are at home. So that's increasing um, the book sales, especially back book sales. So that's even great. People now have more time to uh, read because they're being overwhelmed with a lot of things that are on TV. And some of them are going through those series like, you know, hey, drop a series. I'm done with by the next day. So they need something to do. So a lot of there are a lot of readers out there or there are a lot of people out there hungry for entertainment. They're sitting at home alone. They want to get away from the bad stuff that's going on or get away from the boredom. 
we have an awesome opportunity as writers, as authors to get out there and get in front of them and say, Hey, I got stuff. You can do it through podcasts. I've changed like, um, even like my blog posts, I'll audio post it now as well. You know, I'll video post it and then send it out on Instagram because, um, then you have time to even even entertain them through reels and with TikTok and everything. You got time to do all this because now you have people who are hungry, really hungry for entertainment. And they can find that between your books. They can find that, you know, through every page and be able to support you <laughs> as an author. And even as a writer, you can put stuff out there and get paid for it. Even if you have it on your site and like you have ads on your site, there's find a way to find, make money from that. Just people visiting your site. I mean, that's crazy. You're missing out on, you're leaving money on the table. Everybody leaving money on the table. And it's like, Oh, so well, I can't, I lost my job. I can't pay my bills. It, there's, there's money to be made and things I learned while I was in my storms back in 2000, 2000, 2005, 2010, 2013. These are this, the same ways are out there and people are not taking advantage of it. So through podcasting, through posting on your blog, um, getting people from social media over to those platforms and just making money from it, even from video, YouTube, just getting people over there, get those views and get a little money, even though it may seem like, okay, well, I'm only making like 20 cents a view or 10 cents a view. Trust me, nickels and dimes add up. <laughs> nickels and dimes add up. And if you earn a hundred dollars here on the website, you earn a week and then you're earning a hundred dollars on that podcast. You getting an affiliate link from Amazon. Um, by the end of the month, you got rent. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Instead of one way to make money. Now you it's multiple streams, whether you're a writer or an author, there's so many ways. And, and now with, uh, I, I do like the book blogging where I actually tell a story live on my website. Amazon is now coming out with ways to do the same thing where people can go on Amazon now and see authors drop chapters at a time and pay for those chapters. And we get paid for that. Yes. Wow. Yes. They're coming up with the same concept and then it'll be linked to your Amazon author page. So where people already got their credit card, cha-ching, you read all these books. Now you got a new book for me and I can turn around and get double income, get it edited, better edited, create a better storyline and then send it off a of print and get double, double royalties on it. And so what you're saying essentially is that, um, you can actually put the chapters out of your book before the book itself is published for people to read. Right. Wow. You'll get readers opinions. So you're, if you're looking for beta readers already, bam, people are paying you to read your book. That is incredible. Yeah. That is absolutely incredible because you know, what, what you're, what you're saying in a sense is that just like with, um, you know, Apple music, instead of buying a whole album, you can buy the, you know, buy a song mm-hmm. and, or stream a song. And, you know, if I, you know, maybe I, if I like that, you know, maybe I'll, I'll stream the next one in and, and the more you streamed and I, I guess I, maybe paid. I'll get the album, you know? And right. so now, like and you that's said, what it is. Yeah. The better the book is, I mean, you, it challenges as a writer. I mean, you got to keep it going. It's like creating a soap opera for your readers just 
just keep them coming back every week, every week, bam, you make money buying that up, put it in a book, have it downloadable. That is, <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. I know you right. guys are enjoying our interview <laughs> with, uh, with best-selling author, Sylvia Hubbard. I mean, this is truly a masterclass that she's sharing <laughs> this, this invaluable information with us on today on the thinking out loud radio show. And it leads me to my next question because uh, we're living in a day and time where everything has become uh, more accessible for the average person to pursue uh, a singing career as an independent artist, uh, a filmmaker as an independent filmmaker, podcast host, and even author. So, so Sylvia, tell us how empowering it has been for you to write 50 books as an independent <laughs> self-publisher or self-publishing author. It has been a world when, uh, it's been whirlwind. I don't know if you can just use that. Just it was whirlwind. It was, I really didn't wake up and see that I had 50 books until like, I think I was at 52. And then I, I had to do something for a V I had a new VA. And then she was like, well, what are we doing? What are we trying to do? So I had to actually sit one night and then I was like, okay, let me just go through my directory. So then she can see everything. And I'm like, you know, I'm putting it in an Excel sheet. So it's counting, you know, and I'm like, after I got to 48, I was like, Oh, good Lord. <laughs> Where did all this come from? Who is this? Right. Right. Like, I had to go back and say, okay, I actually did write all that. Oh my gosh. And I, you know, I was like, that's that I was amazed myself, you know, <laughs> I can then, imagine. You know, I'll be in writers groups. I'll, I'll, Cause I still attend writers groups, even as, you know, as an author, I'm still attending writers groups because I'm always going to be a student because you can't be, a, you, you can't be a master without constantly learning constantly because you want to stay ahead of your students so like even when i'm in writing classes and stuff and then everybody be like okay how many books have you written and everybody's going around five ten you know 15 and i'll be like 50 just 50 <laughs> it's okay it's, it's, and everybody's like why are you even here why aren't you teaching the class <laughs> you know so it's just it it gives you that sense of thing but don't don't you know, don't let the smooth taste fool you. Like I said, continue to learn and continue to stretch my boundaries and continue to try to, um, gather what I've done over the years and even, you know, change the game in every new book. I'm like, okay, I know I've done this before. So let's see what else we can do. If it's a poison I used, I know it's a better poison I can use. If it's a knife I used, let's go find a different knife. You know, there's always something different. You know, if, if there's an, one way to fall in love, there's a million other ways to fall in love. So I try to use different concepts and really challenge myself every time I put pen to paper. So that makes it, that makes it fun for me as a writer, trying to get myself out of predicaments and situations I put my characters in. Um, but it's also making me learn how to really bring something better to my audience. So you aren't expecting the same book every time this love scene, you will never see it again in any other scene because the next time I write a love scene, it's going to be 10 times better, 10 times more erratic, you know, 10 times more hot. So just, it's just challenging, you know, 
my husband has fun. So I guess, it, I guess I'm doing it right. <laughs> so, so, but he not only helps me with like the romance part, but he also helps me like with situations, like, especially now that I've gotten into a lot of men's struggles, like things men don't talk about, um, things that are not addressed in the men's world or in the men's heads. I love like, you know, talking to my husband. Now I got somebody to talk to, but like, okay, what happens if a man, this happens and he'll be like, we wouldn't do something like that because of course I got a female's opinion. So now I have someone I can bounce ideas. And that's, that's a blessing when you have like a partner who just, you know, you can do that instead of looking at you like that's just made up, you know, some I've had, uh, uh, I've had relationships where they just be like, okay, it's just made up. Why are you taking this so seriously? Okay. These people are real right now for the next 30 days I'm in their head, (laughs) you know, and then I got to argue about my imagination, but with him, it was just like, okay, this is in real life. This is what is going to happen. So it's nice to be able to have a partner who understands, you know, your imaginary friends, Man, and don't, don't mind helping you talk to them. Right, <laughs> my enabler. I like <laughs> just. That's got so to that's, be fun. That's, that's cool. really that, that 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 makes the writing process very fun. I'm sure. What it is is like he, you know, I'll be like, okay, I need this kind of book or this kind of book, and or it's nice to know you can just sit there and read a poison book, and he don't get suspicious that you're cooking dinner tonight or something, <laughs> you know. <laughs> of course, I'm not using any recipes in here. <laughs> that would be crazy. <laughs> is the insurance paid up? <laughs> wonder why he don't argue with me <laughs> give me everything i want <laughs> Man. but yeah that's it's just so great so like yeah i just try to make each story better and better and better and better and that's the whole point of being just human you know be better than the next day or be better on your next project be just a better person, a better woman, a better black person, (laughs) black person, black woman, just all together, you know? So you just keep going and bring something new every time. So that's what I do. Man. Uh, Yeah. It it, it really does sound like a lot of fun. And, you know, um, what I want to ask is, um, the way you write, first of all, you, you, I, I, and I think, uh, you mentioned this the first time you're on the show is that you purposely, um, you know, put characters in books that will carry over to another book you're writing right. or, and, and, uh-huh. and the story carries over to another book. So that's, that's your way of keeping your audience's interest and, uh, and expanding on the story. So share, share with us, you know, how, you know, how did you come up with that? And, and, and how is that? I'm know it's working for you, obviously, but, but um, I, I just, I, I'm intrigued by that because, you, you know, sometimes you, you think in traditional writing that, you know, once I read this book, I'm done with it and right. I go, 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 go to the next book or whatever, whatever. But here it seems that with your books, when you're done with one book, you're not really done because guess what? You got another one that's coming that, that, that's talking about the same characters or a right. character in the, in the previous book. Right. 
So I guess it, I guess I have to uh, give honor to God because uh, when I first named my website, like the literary world of Sylvia Hubbard, I wasn't thinking in terms of, and this was back in basically 2004, I really wasn't thinking about what was going to come from it. But as I now have this whole fictional worlds in my head of, of different people, it's become literally its own different world of, of, of different people. So, you know, say that I have a, a cop in the first book or a businessman, I'll even take my business. In my first book, it was uh, Dreams of Reality. And the main protagonist male was Thaddeus. And he was a construction worker. And he just started getting great contracts in the city as the casinos opened, you know, and things were happening, blah, blah, blah. So he built his business on that. So now I'm in my 56th book. I'm writing it currently. And it's called She Works Hard for the Money. And <laughs> In that book, it, there's this guy, he's just trying, he's like a construction manager and he needs a, he needs to keep his contracts and his biggest contract is of course, Thaddeus Newman. So it's, it's, you know, and then, you know, he has discussions with Thaddeus, you know, how'd you get your wife and blah, blah, blah. And Thaddeus, you know, the alludes to, okay, this is how our story went, but then doesn't really go into it. And then readers get a little curious and say, okay, what's Thaddeus story? They'll jump back to dreams of reality, which leads them to, of course, another book, another book. So it's kind of like this world in different ways where it's like a real world where, you know, you're like six degrees of separation from somebody. Right. And it is, they bump into other characters when she went to go get her car fixed. Um, definitely. She met up with red heart who has his own book because he's a car mechanic and he's the only one that can fix this car. And somebody referred her to him and he's like, okay, yeah, I'm this kind of way. And he has his little, uh, idiosyncrasies and then readers get interested in that. I have have a beta reader and she's like it makes you want to go find out red heart story like okay he's an interesting character too so where's his story so what happens is that readers will and it's funny because when i watch my amazon sales i can tell when people have really read that book they didn't just buy that book they read that book because it'll be a few days later they'll pick up a companionship novel and then the then another novel will sell and it'd be my back end because you'd be like i didn't even promote that book why are people picking up just that book and they're like oh they read that book okay and then it brought them to that book and then i can see like okay i see so that's kind of cool because like I can sell and like a lot of authors do complain. I never can sell my back catalog. And this is like one of the problems I've solved where I can push one book, but I'm pushing at least three to 10 other books and in, in, in one book. book. Right. That so it's kind of cool. Yes, it's cool. Now I'm to, I'm working with a virtual assistant who is literally we're putting together a story bible which is probably going to be bigger than War and Peace. <laughs> I can imagine to, like relate all the characters, what was going on at the time. And she's like, how do you remember this? Cause she'll ask me like, we'll sit like at least once a month. And she has to answer these questions for me. And so she does these interviews with me and I'll be like, Oh yeah, that's just, that's Thaddeus. He runs a construction company in Detroit <laughs> and it's called Newman construction. And then he's in cahoots with Abigail who's in stone's revenge hitch. Cause she's an architect. And so they're building on a big project for the, Bellini family that's just moving from Chicago. So we'll just be going on. She's like, girl, how did she was like, where, 
it's all this coming. I was like, I just, it's kind of like cousins. Like you see at a family reunion, you're like, you know, cousin Drake was doing this and <laughs> oh, his baby mama was. <laughs> so it's kind of like these people, they were, they are real to me in my head. They're like, they all have different, it's kind of, uh, what is that? Um, that that crazy movie with uh bruce willis where the guy says everybody sits in chairs and then they have the light at one time so all my characters just basically in my mind sit in a chair and at one time they had the light and i just remember them they all have their different you know things idiosyncrasies thoughts a lot of thoughts all my characters yeah they're human all right they got <laughs> There's something wrong with everybody. And I even have a whole family that just got something wrong with them. And Man. like, I just know him. I can be like, oh yeah, that's, that's Dionis. He just doesn't <laughs> like the way he looks. Uh, Parker, he completely got his face reconstructed because he was ugly. You know, I just be like, it's she like, oh my God, Sylvia, well, how do you keep up with this? And that's, they just cousins, you know, you know, all your cousins business, you know, you know your, all your cousins business before you know your own. Be like, oh yeah, I know that. They don't want them. To, they don't want nobody to know that. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, yeah, you just know their secrets and know what makes them happy. And then, you know, that's how, like, I just I keep it different every time because I I, I think there's so many facets to the human human spirit, you know, things that we come from that affects us now. Bringing those to the surface, it's just it's really it's fun and you know it just becomes this world of different people who i relate to and and i guess you know i am that that thing where i write the books that other people you know that i i don't see out there i don't see these kind of struggles i don't see these kind of pains and i don't see these kind of problems being talked about um and put them in a book and they make very interesting people that relate to other people that have that have different thoughts and uglinesses and secrets. So it's fun. Then you try to kill them and it just <laughs> makes it even more fun. So <laughs> I'm from Detroit, whatever. <laughs> I got to work I... out my aggression. <laughs> Otherwise I'll be out there with everybody else. <laughs> Man, guys, I know you are enjoying our interview with best-selling author, Sylvia Hubbard. I am captivated by our conversation we're having i know you're enjoying this master class we're going to get ready to take our first break but guys when we come back we want to get into more with our interview with this amazing amazing author sylvia hubbard we'll be right back it's the thinking out loud radio show and thinking out loud tv we'll be right You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jamel Hill, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with my man, Michael Nimmons. Stay locked. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. The 
Demiree Graphics. In need of a logo design for your business, then check out Demiree Graphics. Need flyers, business cards, t-shirts, or website for your business, then check out Demiree Graphics. The people at Demiree Graphics will get you right for your next business venture. They're professional, creative, courteous, and they get the job done right every time. Check out the team at Demiree Graphics. Give them a call today at 734-219-5266. Demiree Graphics, bringing your imagination to life. Congratulations to Pastor Michael Nimmons for over 20,000 streams and downloads. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and MichaelNimmons.com. Tune in today. The Thinking Out Loud radio show giving voice to issues that matter to you. The people have spoken. From Minneapolis, Minnesota, to London, England, from New Zealand to New York City. Black Lives Matter and I Can't Breathe are the sentiment of people around the world. Dr. King was right. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We must do everything we can to continue to march, protest, and rally for justice. Let us march on until victory is won. An important message from the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thinking Out Loud swag is here. T-shirts, polos, hoodies, letterman's jackets, and even face masks. All priced affordably and in a variety of colors and sizes. Just visit michaelnimmons.com to purchase your favorite Thinking Out Loud radio show swag. Get yours today and rep the show out loud. I know you guys are enjoying my interview with this amazing author, uh, my my good friend, best-selling author, Sylvia Hubbard. She has uh, just been sharing with us uh, much about her career as a best-selling author um, and her writing style and, and, and really just um, some of the secrets to the things that she's done and accomplished uh, in her 20 years writing books. And 
She's amassed over 50 books. I think you said you're at your 56th book right now. And my first, my, my, my first question coming out of this, coming into this segment is according to your bio, you're an avid blogger, podcaster, social media manager, digital strategist and speaker and a lot more. You know, Sylvia, how do you find the time to manage all of these different roles and be effective at it? I mean, it's got to be time consuming, but it, it but it really seems to me like you enjoy every single minute of it. I plan a lot of stuff. out. I never plan my writing out. That's one thing I would tell people. I, uh, I do admit to people. I don't plan my writing out. I am a pantser. You know, I just look at a blank page and I do start writing, but everything else I literally do plan it out. So I, I, I either, I have a written planner, then I have even my Google calendar, uh, that have like a special calendar that literally tells me, okay, this day we're going to be doing our podcast. We're recording podcasts. I'll, I'll plan stuff out that I'm not even, I haven't even really mapped out all the way, but I know I have to get to it. So I, I'm planning everything out, you know, I'm making sure, okay, did I, did I batch out those stories or did I batch out those Instagram posts? And I, you know, usually like it takes me to do one week of marketing and promotions for, you know, my web, my personal website as an author, my mommy website, um, Motown writers. <laughs> and, you know, and then I have like, you know, all my research I have to do. I got to go find articles, you know, that have been posted to push out to my, my Motown writers members. So they can be updated on what's going on in the writing, publishing and marketing world. You know, I have all of that to do. So I try to batch out things at a time and, and have it done. So I can live life, you know, normally, like I can go on trips with my husband and know that, you know, it's an eight hour road trip. I can't get internet. I've already batched out stuff. So a lot of times I'm batching and I'm planning um, for stuff that I know I can do and then turning around in those free times, you know, using that time to write or using that time to come up with other, uh, campaigns that I can do, um, doing, uh, just busy work that, you know, my, my assistant and I have said, okay, we do need to do, or I know mother's day is coming. So I know mother's day is coming in May. And this is like a tip, whether you're a writer or author, you know, people want to get something for mom. Hey, you can start creating campaigns for that. I know summer is coming and people want to read stuff for vacation. So, you know, things are coming down the line and I just try to plan for those things all in advance because there are things you can't plan for. Don't wait for the, the, the bus to come before you looking for your change. Mm. <laughs> Have it ready in hand. So I think, and that's, I mean, that's a, a great metaphor for just, you know, when you're doing all this and people say, oh my gosh, there's so much to do. It is so much to do. I'm not going to lie. And I do have my lazy days, but because I've planned out stuff, I would say if I died today, you would still be getting tweets at my funeral. You know, two years after I die, you'd be like, oh my God, Sylvia's blog is still posting. That's, I'd be like Tupac, you know, I would still come out with something, you know. <laughs> right. Wow. Because like you, you are, you do know stuff is coming. You know, stuff is coming down the line. Why not plan for it in that 
you know, you've got commercial breaks. I don't care what you say. If you say you don't have time, you got commercial breaks. you got, uh, downtime <laughs> sitting down somewhere. You just doing something. Um, you could be doing, you could multitask, you know, while you're, you're searching it, going through your Facebook feed. Well, Hey, there are great quotes. You could, you know, take and then share and batch out and schedule to be post somewhere else. You know, that's the, Hey, I saw this great post just by scrolling through and engaging and everything. And I still make time even through all of this to engage with my audience, engage with my commenters and even go outside of the box and find other people to engage with. And I just make time for, I literally have it in my calendar. Okay. Try to find three people today. Try to find three people, try to find three book bloggers, try to find three podcasters, try to find, I literally have that written in my Google calendar. So it pops up on my screen and then I'll go do it. Mm. So wow. I mean, I'll even put my gardening in my, I, have, I started a garden. So I, I had to put that in my schedule, like literally in green, it'll pop up. Okay. Go water the garden. <laughs> <laughs> you know, check the temperature, uh, mm -hmm. go check this plant, you know, mm. and then I'll even have like stuff in there for me, my kids, my husband, he'll like add stuff to my, he has uh, access to add stuff to my calendar <laughs> just so he can block out time. Cause uh, literally like I do, I do have to have that. And that's, that's one of the reasons why I do love him because it's not like, okay, I'm saying no, because I can't go. I'm saying no, because I got too much stuff to do, right. you know? And then if I, if he blocks it out, then I know, okay, I'm going to be doing just this with you, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of know that. So plan, 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 pray and parent, parent, Parent yourself. That's what I always say. Plan, pray, and parent. That's what keeps me going. And yes, you can plan and then you can pray about it, but you do have to parent yourself. Because if you told yourself you was going to do something, if your mama told you clean that room in five minutes, you cleaned your room in five minutes before she opened up that door, right? So right. become your mama. <laughs> <laughs> if you say you are going to, I'm going to be writing 1,500 words today, then somehow fit it in your schedule and do it because if you parent yourself there's rewards and punishments that you really don't want to have to do the, the or you really do want to do and it gets done so plan pray parent that would be my whole tired thing from that spiel is that's what you need to do grow up wow wow that is some great <laughs> advice from uh, best-selling author Sylvia Hubbard. Guys, I know you're enjoying our interview with her on Thinking Out Loud radio show and Thinking Out Loud TV, our YouTube channel. So, so glad to have her on talk, to talk about um, book writing and give us some tips on you know what we can do. I'm sure there are those that are watching on today and even listening that have a book in them that they want to get out, a story that they want to share with the world, but they don't know how to get it out. They that it's in them and they don't know how to get it out. We've got an expert with us. And and so um I want to know from you, you know, from your perspective, you know, how do you or, or what would you share with those that are listening and watching? on how to get that story out. What, what are, what are some, some ways or some methods that you would suggest or recommend that they do to get that story out? 
Well, I usually say if you're not a, a seasoned writer, don't think you can become just a pantser because there's either a plotter or a pantser mm. as a writer. You're either one or the other, or there's a gray area when you're kind of in between. And I'll get to that one. So in the beginning, you pick a side. You're a plotter or a pantser. Either way, you're going to first come up with your your characters and even in nonfiction, your characters are your things or the, the, what is happening. The, the scene itself becomes the character in a nonfiction book. And then you work that into putting that down on paper, immediately start writing about the characters of the book and, and how it, how, what is going to happen by the end. So then you make your promise to your right, to your readers. So once you have your characters and once you have your promise, you have the direction of where you want to go. And I usually tell people, write all of this down. Don't be saying, oh, I got it all up here. I, I know what to do. Write it all down. I usually have like a throw up. I call it a throw up sheet where I'll throw the idea up on paper. You know, I'll have the characters, their backstory, you know, where they come from, why are they like this? They're, you know, their idiosyncrasies, their faults, their descriptions and everything for nonfiction authors. I usually say, you know, put your scene, put the situation that brought this to life. Cause there's usually it's something in a nonfiction book that this is why I have to write this. And then you write down your promise. Your promise is, is that I'm going to make these characters fall in love, or I'm going to teach people how to motivate themselves, even in depression, you know? So that is your promise to your authors. And then once you have that, you, like I said, you have the direction of planning it out in nonfiction. You can start with chapter one, chapter one takes place, or you can start with your three arts. They call it the three arts. So you start with your beginning, your middle and your end, and you can use that on both sides in nonfiction and fiction, literally just go through what happens at the beginning, what changes their minds, what prompts you to get your point across of this is why this happened and then write the conclusion. You can do that all in a two sheet method if you want, or take it chapter by chapter by chapter. And basically that's how you get it. Wow. Guys, I know if you're listening on to, on today, uh, I hope you are taking notes <laughs> because this is some very valuable insights that you're getting on how to uh, uh, write a book, how to get that story out from someone that's been doing it for 20 years and has amassed 50, over 50 books and uh, is a best-selling author. And we appreciate uh, her coming on the show, sharing that kind of information with and, us. Yeah, yes. And um, if you really want to finish that book, you know, because I've given you a template of what you need to do. Mm -hmm. And if you really want to finish that book in a timely, so you say, I'm going to finish this in three months, but you know, that's your, that's your, uh, CP time. We know, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we know <laughs> if we want to put you down three months, winka, 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 you know, <laughs> but if you really want to stick to that three months, I tell people, write it down and type it out, print it out and put it in a binder and carry that binder everywhere. Mm. I don't care where you're going. You go into the grocery store, put that binder next to your wallet, walk out the door. 
you go into the bank, but that binder in your bag, you will get tired of carrying that binder. <laughs> it's just like you carrying a baby. Mm-hmm. Every time you get that, that baby on the ground, you're trying to teach it to walk because you're tired of holding it on your hip. It's just the same. Carry that thing around. And as it gets heavier and heavier and heavier, you're going to be like, oh, I got to finish this. I got to finish it. And people that, Hey, I do it to myself. I keep it. And I'm just like, okay, I got to finish this book. Cause it's just, it's getting annoying. My purse is too heavy. I can't, I can't wear my Kate Spade purse. Cause it's messing up the inside. Oh no, we gotta get, let's, let's hurry up so we could get a lighter book in there. Wow. <laughs> but that's yeah, a, you that, carry that binder every day. You will eventually just get sick and tired. Other than, other than that, your shoulder gonna have different whelps. <laughs> Be like, okay, I got to get rid of it. So I usually say carry it around. Every day is a constant reminder. I have to get that done. Right, right. That, and I was getting ready to say that. it's a, It serves as a, in a real way, a, a, a reminder of what I'm doing. It, it almost becomes a part of you. It, right. it becomes a part, you know, it's not something that I've, I set aside and I get to it when I can or, or when right. I think about it, but I'm, mm-hmm. it's always on my mind. And so if it's always on my mind, then I know it's something that I have to constantly right. think about and do. Right. And, and yeah, that's, that, that's some great advice. That's some great advice. Right. Because if you're able to do 1500 words, at least every day, 1500 true words, I call them true words. Cause people will say, well, I wrote 3000 today, but after the editor gets done with it, it's 1500. <laughs> So if you wrote 1500 true words that day, you can get done with that book in three months, no matter what the, what size it is, we can go from 30,000 to a hundred thousand. You can get that book done in, in, in that amount of time. Wow. Now, um, what is a pantser and a plotter? You oh, mentioned yeah. that so- earlier. <laughs> Yeah, what, what, so, what a plotter versus a pan, a pantser. So a plotter is usually a person who, I mean, they're very analytical. And so they have to write everything down. So they write the outline. Literally, they, they and I usually say most beginning writers should just become plotters. Don't just, you know, think, oh, I, wrote, I read this book so I can do it too. Write down the outline, the, the three arts. Usually write beginning, middle, and uh, in, and plus your promise to your reader. So that way you have like a template. So, um, that's what a plotter is, is that they follow that template sometimes to the letter. Like there are so many templates out there. They even have a software called plotter that actually helps you um, even do it. If you're not a plotter, you can just get the software and literally plot out your book Mm. like that. Um, that's called, those are plotters. Then there are pantsers, people, you don't even have to be a seasoned storyteller. Like I became, I became a, pl- a pantser because ever since I was six, I was telling stories to my mom, you know, beat it out of me <laughs> telling it in real life. Now I got to put it on paper. <laughs> right. And you seem so, to be very good at it. So, uh, I became a pantser. I can just look at a blank screen and just start filling it up. The story is all in my head. Once I, and usually in my head, once I get to like, Oh, okay, that's why she did that stupid thing. I can literally write the story all the way up to like 75% before I have to sit back and say, okay, how am going to get her out of this mess or, okay, we're about to hit the crap, hit the fan moment. 
what comes after this? And then I have to start closing doors. And that's when I can just go through and say, okay, she needs to do this. She needs to do this. You know, I start closing doors right. in my novel. Right. So that's a pantser who can just sit there and open up a blank page and just bam, bam, bam. I've written a couple books myself right. and uh, the, the writing style that I think uh, I'm comfortable with is filling that blank page. Yeah. Uh, you know, not a plotter, someone that's actually sitting down writing out an outline. I think the freedom of of, of filling up that blank page mm-hmm. and and then going back and and making edits and rearranging uh, things right. and uh, I, I, I like that ability to write freely right. and independently of an outline and then the book uh, itself takes shape over time. And And that's why I said it is a gray area Mm -hmm. in between, because then sometimes the pantser gets to a point a lot. I meet a lot of pantsers who they'll get into the book and then probably maybe about, you know, 40, it'd be about 35, 45% into the book. They just kind of, they can't see around that corner anymore. They Mm. literally are just saying, Sylvia, you know, it was a good story. It started off really good. I was like, banging out, you know, uh, you know, 2000 words a day, just boom, 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 boom. And then all of a sudden I can't see anymore. And then that's when you have to move, you know, the thing towards the middle and then say, okay, go back to the promise you made and then say, okay, now that I, I got them in this mess, what steps do I need to get them out? And that's when you can become a plotter personally. And then just say, okay, she got to do this. She got to do this. She got to do this. Mm. And then that kind of gives you, and you can even type it. I've, if you look at a lot of my works in progress and it's so funny, I have like little notes at the bottom of, okay, I, I got to get this done or I got to research this, or she has to discover this. And then a lot of times I'm writing, I can see the bottom of my page, you know, even though it bumps down, I can see, okay, this is the direction I need to go. This is what this conversation has to come from. Mm-hmm. You know, everything has to have a purpose in the book. You know, every conversation, every move she makes, everything that happens because I'm literally writing two storylines a romance and a suspense at the same time. So everything has to make sense at all times towards the promise and the plot of the story. So that's when the pantser does become part of a plotter at the same time. And that's kind of fun because a plotter can't really move the, move the gauge over all the way, but a pantser can. So that's, you know, you can become a pantser and end up a plotter, but you can't become a plotter and end up a pantser. This is incredible guys. This is incredible. We get ready (laughs) to take our last break of the night. When we come back, we're going to finish our conversation with this amazing author and uh, and writer, my good friend, best-selling author, Sylvia Hubbard. We'll be back. This is the Thinking Out Loud radio show and Thinking Out Loud TV YouTube channel. Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. This is Michael Eric Dyson, and when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Thinking Out Loud swag is here. 
t-shirts, polos, hoodies, letterman's jackets, and even face masks. All priced affordably and in a variety of colors and sizes. Just visit michaelnimmons.com to purchase your favorite Thinking Out Loud radio show swag. Get yours today and rep the show out loud. Award-winning journalist, Carolyn Clifford. As journalists, we just have to keep doing what we're doing day in and day out. All we can do is report the truth in a non-biased manner, and everything else will work itself out. Activist and thought leader, Marcia L. Dyson. Obviously not Nancy Pelosi, because again, because of social media, she said what she said, but that... She's not going to be the ones who stopped uh, her colleagues from not only thinking out loud, but talking out loud, whoever they are, authentically. Pastor and intellectual, Dr. Frederick Haynes III. The black church, according to the uh, brilliant author and historian and scholar L.H. Welchel, uh, he said the black church was born as a protest movement. Uh, that's the reason the black church came to be. And if we're going to be honest to uh, scripture, I mean, the church itself uh, came out protesting. It was a movement of prophetic witness uh, to, you know, the insurrection of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Vision should be the next book you purchase. Written by radio host and minister Michael Nimmons. Vision is an insightful, thought-provoking book that is also a helpful tool in getting you to see your life through God's eyes. Vision Endorsed by best-selling authors Dr. Eddie Connor and Kim Brooks and mega-pastor Bishop Charles H. Ellis III. Vision is a life-changing book that you need in your personal library. Get your copy today. Available everywhere books are sold online or at michaelnimmons.com. Get your copy today. Vision. Vision. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Guys, I'm so glad we're back and I'm talking to my good friend, best-selling author Sylvia Hubbard on the Thinking Out Loud radio show and Thinking Out Loud TV YouTube channel. So happy to have her on the show. And she's been just a phenomenal guest sharing with us her uh, 20 years of expertise in writing. And uh, if you're listening and watching, I hope you're taking notes because this information is invaluable. But I want you to talk directly to uh, our, our listeners and our viewers and share 
uh, some encouraging words to them. I know that they are have been blessed so far, but probably still have that that book in them that you know they need that 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 little bit of encouragement to get them to the next uh, the next step or the next phase so they can become a published author. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to speak words of life into them at this point. <laughs> So for writers, I would say, even after all of listening to me, encourage you and teach you how to write your book and you, you still have that inner deep down fear, just know that, you know, your mess is your message. What you were given out to the world, you are blessing someone else and that you will get that blessing back. Trust me, it works out whether you're writing fiction or nonfiction, you are sending a message out there to touch someone else. You were given this message and you do have to get it out. It's, it's going to be like a, a pit in your stomach if you don't. <laughs> so you do have to get it out in order to get to the blessing that was meant for you. So do it. Just, just know that your mess is your message. And for authors who I know are exhausted by everything that you have to do just, just to get your, the easy stuff, just to get, you know, people to look your way, not even buy the book, just to get them people to look your way. Um, and then all the stuff you have to do to continue to get more people to look your way. I know you're exhausted, but keep it. Just know that if you have good content with consistency, you can be successful because content is king. Consistency is queen, but she wears the pants. If you remember that, you can get to where you need to be in order to sell the books that you want to sell. And then for readers, know that that writer put a lot of time and work into that book. And all they ask of you is to let them know how you felt about it. So if you can leave a review, um, send a shout out on your social media, um, drop a link to them and just say, you know, how that message that the writer gave you touched you, even if it a good touch, bad touch, indifferent touch, just let us know that that's what was accomplished. So then we can become better at the craft and continue to tell our stories. Wow. 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 Guys, I know you have enjoyed our interview with this best-selling author, Sylvia Hubbard. But before I let her go, I want her to share with us what she has coming up guys, because she's got a couple projects, one that's already out and a couple that are coming out later this year. And I want to give her an opportunity to share that with you before we let her go. So I have currently my book is Black's Innocence, and it is basically about a woman. Basically, you can say when you make plans, God laughs. <laughs> That's basically what the book is about. It's Lauren, who wants the perfect life, the perfect marriage, the perf wants to be the perfect wife. Um, and she's planned for everything, but she didn't prepare for Tyler Black, who plans to destroy everything she has done and created and was set to do so that's how that goes wow. <laughs> that's, my current, that's my current book it's a great trailer um, I, I know it's just like it was a really fun book to write like 
how do you get up after you've been successful? And, and then I see a lot of women and a lot of men planning for their lives. And you see it every day. They get up and be like, Oh Lord, you're going to send me this perfect husband, or I'm going to, I'm making this money and I'm going to have the perfect life. And then that's what was happening to her. And she just didn't expect that. So that was kind of fun destroying her and building her back up. <laughs> sometimes the life and, and the, I guess the basic, the principle of the story is, is that sometimes the, that you, the life you have planned, is not the life that God has planned for you. And sometimes you have to put your plans away and just say, you know, your will and keep it going. So I love wow. that. <laughs> That's what I love teaching in that book. Um, so I do have like three other projects coming up. Um, like I said, I'm using the Amazon Bella that I mentioned earlier, and I'm going to be, uh, producing a work called she works hard for the money. So I'll be dropping those chapters. Um, they should start dropping in June because that's when they'll be available to readers. So they'll, I'm setting them up as, actually as we speak. And then I'm also doing, a premium content on my website. That'll be coming out soon, starting uh, probably in May. Um, and that's called Essence Divinity. And that's basically about a man waking up for a coma from five years, but realizing he has a four-year-old son and trying to figure out what happened. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> man, these stories are just captivated guys Woo! <laughs> and, and then there is in september i have the trouble with gabrielle and she uh after a one night stand she ends up pregnant uh and then she she is alone in the world um so she's alone pregnant and about to be murdered so that's yeah that's pretty much it <laughs> She's alone, <laughs> pregnant, pregnant, and about to be about murdered. To yes. Oh, man. Where does it come from? I, I usually know. say I'm bad on paper so I can be good in life. So y'all should be grateful. To <laughs> 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 be grateful. Trust me. <laughs> I got to get it out somewhere. I'm not even through high school enemies, so we still got a lot of... <laughs> We still Man. got a lot of stories to go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, uh, who will call this person now? Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. yeah. Fifth grade. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I have enjoyed our interview with this with this amazing and brilliant, talented author, Sylvia Hubbard. I'm so happy to be able to call her my friend. And she's been on the show sharing with us some valuable insights into writing and even on how to publish your first book. If you are an author or aspiring author out there, um, Sylvia, tell our listeners how they can uh, keep in touch with you, how they can follow you on social media, um, you know, and, and be able to tap into your wealth of knowledge on the World Wide web. So you can always follow me on my website and find out more about me at sylviahubbard.com. I do do clarity sessions. So when you go to my website, you can always go to my contact page and ask for clarity, hmm. you need clarity. And it's uh, a free 15 minute session. I got 30 minute sessions and 90 minute sessions. So you can always, we can have a clarity session, which is, I didn't know you could get paid. You know, I thought only 900 numbers can get paid for talking on the phone. I was like, <laughs> I get paid for talking on the phone. Shoot, I did this long time ago. 
and it don't have to do with sex. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> but, like I do clarity sessions to help uh, authors, you know, find clarity in their marketing world, their publishing world, and even their writing world. Um, and then also you can find all about my literary world, of course, there by clicking books and seeing all the books there. Um, you can also find me on the internet. Of course, I have my handle, which should be there. Um, Sylvia Hubbard one, you can find me almost on every social media website with that handle. I keep it. I'm glad that I got in social media early. So I was able to brand across the board with the same <laughs> handle on everything. So I just, you know, grab my handle. And even if I didn't have it, I just had the handle and stuff. So nice. I have a handle of the same handle all across the board. Um, and then of course I do uh, different YouTube videos of different things that I know I learn. you know, it could be a session of just 10 minutes to 30 minutes or to an hour where I teach people how to do stuff again thank you so much sylvia for being with us i appreciate all that you shared all that you do and again may god continue to bless you it's not going to be four years before we see you again (laughs) trust me we're going to have you back on because uh this really was just the iceberg i think uh, a tip of the iceberg we're scratching the surface because there's so much more that we could talk about in fact i i just thought of a question that i was going to ask but didn't get around to it we, we can do it in an outtake that way right. people got to keep watching the channel in order to see what all the outtakes are they're gonna be like where's the outtakes yes Come on, we want to hear all the outtakes so, yes yeah. yes <laughs> But I'm just amazed and thankful for you to be on and uh, we appreciate you. So again, God bless you. And we look forward to talking to you again very, very soon. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show and TV show. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. everyone, this is jazz saxophonist Jasmine Jen, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with your host, Michael Nimmons. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Out Loud swag is here. T-shirts, polos, hoodies, letterman's jackets, and even face masks. All priced affordably and in a variety of colors and sizes. Just visit michaelnimmons.com to purchase your favorite Thinking Out Loud radio show swag. Get yours today and rep the show out loud. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? 
Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you get you to believe? Who told you that you were naked? It's a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. That was Cracking Planet Earth. It's your boy Griff, comedian, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist, but a Jesus Christ lover. You understand me? And you're listening to Thinking Out Loud Radio with my homeboy, Michael Nemitz. Check him out right here. Go ahead, Mike. Give him that good, good. The Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Tonight's start of the week is entitled A Lesson in Teaching. An old man meets a young man who asked, Do you remember me? And the old man says, No. Then the young man tells him he was his student. And the teacher asks, What do you do? What do you do in life? The young man answers, well, I became a teacher. Ah, how good, like me, asked the old man. Well, yes, in fact, I became a teacher because you inspired me to be just like you. The old man, curious, asked the young man at what time he decided to become a teacher. And the young man tells him the following story. One day, a friend of mine, also a student, came in with a nice new watch, and I decided I wanted it, and I stole it. I took it out of his pocket. Shortly after, my friend noticed the loss and immediately complained to our teacher, who was you? Then you went to the class. This student's watch was stolen during class today. Whoever stole it, please return it. I didn't give it back because I didn't want to. Then you closed the door and told us all to get up and you were going to search our pockets one by one until the watch was found. But you told us to close our eyes because you would only look for the watch if all our eyes were closed. So we did. And you went from pocket to pocket. And when you went through my pocket, you found the watch and took it. You kept searching everyone's pockets, and when you were done, you said, open your eyes, we have the watch. You didn't tell on me, and you never mentioned the episode, you never said who stole the watch either. That day, you saved my dignity, because it was the most shameful day of my life. 
But this is also the day my dignity was saved and I decided not to become a thief, a bad person. You never said anything, never scolded me or took me aside to give me a moral lesson. I received your message clearly. And thanks to you, I understood what a real educator needs to do. Do you remember this episode, Professor? I remember the situation, the stolen watch, which I was looking for in everyone's pocket. But I don't remember you because I also closed my eyes while I was looking. This is the essence of teaching. If to correct you must humiliate, you don't know how to teach. tonight's start of the week there is even a spiritual message in there as well because Jesus came like as we were not to condemn not to judge but to simply redeem us back to himself I hope tonight's start of the week blessed you as much as it blessed me Shouts out to my good friend Sylvia Hubbard for being with us on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Best-selling author. Uh, she just um, poured into each of us uh, her insights and over 20 years of wisdom uh, in writing books and how to how to get them published and how to get that book out of you and into someone's hands and so again i want to thank her for being on the show and i guarantee it won't be another four years before you hear from her again right here on the thinking out loud radio show and again shouts out to the motown writers and the michigan literary network the facebook group that i am now a part of that are working in tandem together to bring new authors and experts together uh, to help each other grow and expand what they do. I'm excited about this uh, particular group and uh, being able to um, ask questions and uh, to seek advice and wisdom from the experts that have been doing this for some time, like Sylvia Hubbard and many others. And again, we offer this platform to you, those that are authors looking to um, promote their books and to come on and be interviewed. Uh, we are more you're more than welcome to come on to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Send us an email at contact at michaelnimmons.com. We'd be more than happy to help you promote your books right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And thank you for tuning in to tonight's show. We truly, truly appreciate it. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I really enjoy, again, talking to Sylvia Hubbard and those of you who are new authors. I hope you were taking notes because this was some very valuable information that I'm sure you can use as, you, as you're writing your first book. And even those who have been doing this for some time, this information is helpful for you in writing your next book. So I thank you for tuning in and I hope you'll tune in again next week. 
Don't forget, guys, we're going to be going live on the after show later today at 9.30 on our Instagram uh, to talk about the Derek Chauvin trial and get your thoughts and feedback about what's going on. Uh, I am, again... um, Encouraged by what I heard uh, from uh, the prosecutors, I believe that um, justice is going to be on the right side of history. Uh, I'm believing and praying, like many of you, that um, that we will get the verdict that um, that we need to get in this case. Derek Chauvin, I believe, is guilty on all three counts and um, should serve a maximum of 40 years, maybe even more than that. But we will see what will happen. The verdict should be coming back within the next few days or so. So we'll be watching like many of you are uh, to see what happens in Minneapolis, Minnesota. But again, tune in, join us this uh, this Tuesday evening at 930 for the after show. We'll be looking to talk to you about this and much more. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Your support helps us to increase our exposure across the world wide web. Follow us on social media on Instagram and Twitter at TOL Radio Host MSN. And there you'll be able to join us for all of our Thinking Out Loud radio show social media posts and the after show that we have each and every Tuesday at 9 30 p.m. Also, be sure to check out and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud TV YouTube channel as well. We're uploading brand new clips from our Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast right to our Thinking Out Loud TV YouTube channel as well. Uh, Guys, and when you subscribe, make sure you hit that bell there so you get notified each and every time a new video is uploaded to our Thinking Out Loud TV YouTube channel. And be sure to leave us a comment as well. We love love to hear from you. We enjoy uh, responding to your comments, uh, whether it be on Instagram or Twitter or even our Thinking Out Loud TV YouTube channel as well. So we're going to continue promoting that on our show because we want you to be a part of what's happening right here, not just on the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast, but even on Thinking Out Loud TV. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Again, tune in next week. We're going to have another great show in store for you. And so until next time, always remember, if you think it, you can believe it. If you can believe it, you can see it. If you can see it, you can be it. If you can be it, you can achieve it. The power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. To get more info about the show and the ministry, visit michaelnemons.com. Want to book radio host Michael Nemons for your next special event? Send an email to contact at michaelnemons.com. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 p.m. for the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you.